What is up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wex Appeal Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. I am your host, Wex, and we are here in the month of March. It's been a little, it's been a weird year. It's been, it's been an interesting year. We've had about two episodes this year so far, but we are, as I can confidently say, in the right direction. We got quite a few episodes in the books right now and uh, some really exciting things going on on this side of the Wex Appeal world. If you've been following along on Instagram, and I highly recommend you do, go to Instagram, IG, Instagram.com forward slash Wex Appeal podcast to keep up with some of the things that are going on here. Uh, But if you've been following along on the stories on Wex Appeal, you will notice that I'm doing this thing. (laughs) And I don't know why I started it. I I think I just got sick of, I don't know, sick of the place I was at physically and uh, decided to do something that a lot of people have tried and done and had good results with. And you know me, I'm going to try anything for the show and then talk about it and see how it goes. So I tried this new thing called 75 hard. It's, it's not a new thing. Uh, 75 hard by Andrew Frisella. You can go and you can look it up and see, but basically you have a commitment of doing 75 days of the same thing over and over and over again. And it, it, it is not as monotonous as it sounds. It's actually pretty cool because I am a type of person who I like to check things off on a list. And that's what this is. You download the app and you go and look and, and this is an ad. We're not, we're not sponsored by 75 hard. Um, I would love to have Andy Frisella on the show at some point because the guy is awesome. But basically you have to work out twice per day, uh, 45 minutes. One of those has to be outside. You have to take a progress picture each and every day, which I, I'm going to be honest, I, that's probably the part I hate the most. Um, just trying to, you know, take pictures of myself. I'm not a big selfie guy or things like that, especially when doing a fitness challenge and you want to take your shirt off and kind of see the progress from day one to day 75 and see how all that goes. But I digress. Um, so you do two workouts, 45 minutes per day. One of them has to be outside. You take a progress picture. You read 10 pages per day, and if you've been, again, following along, you've seen that I've been reading the book and just actually finished it. Super excited because I want to try and get uh, him on the show as well. Derek Lavasser's book, um, The Undercover Edge. And if you know who Derek is, he was on Big Brother, won the whole thing, never went on the block, and uh, just a really cool guy to, to watch on the show. But... Followed along, he's got um, a couple TV shows on, uh, I think, Discovery Network um, or like his one of those channels, uh, the Mystery Channels, because he's is a detective, he he a former detective, and uh, so he takes his knowledge of being a police officer and being out on the streets and being undercover, and he relates it back to business and life and just winning at life. Really good book, and I would love to uh, chat with him on the on the show. We'll we'll see. It's in the works. He and I have kind of pinged back and forth on on instagram so we're playing that kind of tag game so who knows he might be on the show but anyways so 10 (laughs) the 75 hard i'm i'm losing track of where i'm at um the 75 hard you do uh like i said you read 10 pages per day which is a challenge um i'm not a big reader i'm not somebody who generally will sit down and read a book i like reading but I don't honestly get the time to do it. Uh, four kids at home and a wife, and uh, you really got to be intentional about it. The other thing is you got to drink a gallon of water per day, 
and then follow a diet. So it, it's not a specific diet, but follow some sort of eating plan and no cheat meals or alcohol. That's it. That's the whole plan for 75 days. The kicker is if you miss one of those things, you start back at day one. And uh, thankfully, I am on day number 15 right now. If you're Again, if you're following along at home and watching the Instagram stories, I post a story every single day, have completed that day. Kind of keep it for myself and for accountability, and so you guys can check and see if I've slipped up and, and see how I'm doing. So far, doing pretty good. I think I've lost like 12 pounds. I'm, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm liking it. Uh, but I like how I feel with it. More energy, um, working out you know, twice a day. It doesn't have to be a killer workout every single day. It can be a 45-minute walk, which I've done with the kids. I actually took them on a trail walk yesterday. And pretty cool. It, it really, really good time. Um, but also, those are I get those workouts in where they are absolutely killer. And it is important right now because we're trying to get ready, of, get ready for the CrossFit Open. At least I am. I don't know about you. But I hope that if you are a fan of CrossFit and – You've heard me talk about it, that you have signed up for the CrossFit Open. And I think what I'm going to do is actually set up a hashtag for a team. So we're going to start a Wex Appeal team on the CrossFit Open because you can make any team that you want. And we'll see where you stack up. So we'll see. You can join a whole bunch of teams, I believe. So I'll look at that and I'll post about it later on, I'm sure. But the Open is next week. It is Thursday the 11th. I'm actually recording this particular portion of the show uh, on March 1st. We are in March 2021. Can you believe it? My show today, the, the episode today, I'm super excited about it. I've been sitting on it for a little while some of the information that uh, you know that was kind of a bomb drop at, at the same time was announced like the day I did this podcast. So, but I kind of I've held onto the podcast, need to do some editing and, and things like that, and life has just honestly just gotten in the way. But I'm super excited about my next guest. My next guest, if you are a fan of CrossFit, then you absolutely should know, or if you don't know, you want to know who this guy is. His name is Snorri Baron. He's from Backland Management. And he is an athlete manager for quite a few of our high-profile CrossFit Games athletes. One of the main ones, of course, being Sarah Sigmund's daughter, who just signed on with Training Think Tank, which he talks about in the episode and actually caught me by surprise a little bit because I didn't know at that time that she had signed on with them. Also, uh, BKG, uh, Bjorgen Carl Gugmanson, uh, another Icelandic athlete, and also a Russian athlete by the name of Roman Krennikov. And we talk about him and all his struggles and things that he's had to try and get over to the United States for the CrossFit Games. So I am super excited about this interview. I hope that you enjoy it. Um, Snorri is just an absolute ball of energy. He's hilarious. I love talking to him. And I think you are going to enjoy this as much as I did. We're going to take a short break. Drop some of those uh, fun little, you know, sponsor tags, and then we're going to get right to the interview with Mr. Snorri Baron. Oh, folks, you know I love a good smell. Smell is amazing. Smell can be fantastic. Smell can be bad, but don't get caught smelling bad. Get on over to DukeCannon.com today. And use the promo code BBWEXHARD, that's B-B-W-E-X-H-A-R-D, for 
10% off of your first order, getting you hooked up with the smell good flavors that only DukeCannon.com can bring you. Head on over there today to get yourself 10% off by using the promo code BBWEXHARD. Get yourself that Buffalo Trace bourbon soap is absolutely amazing. I also have the beard wash. I've got the um, Cannon Balm, which is their lip balm, which is bigger than any lip balm I've ever seen in my life. And now my four-year-old is addicted to it as well. So we are setting him on the path to the smell good and look good. DukeCannon.com today to get yourself 10% off by using the code BBWEXHARD. That's B-B-W-E-X-H-A-R-D. Get yourself 10% off today and smell amazing. So my guest today is Snorri Baron, uh, manager extraordinaire, and he is the manager for Sarah Sigmund's daughter, BKG. And Roman Krennikov are the the three big ones, and then you have others as well that are that are up and coming in the scene of CrossFit. How are you doing? How is everything in Iceland right now? What uh, what's going on with you today? Yeah, doing really well. Uh, it's bright and sunny here in Iceland today. Uh, no new COVID cases, so uh, we're happy. Good. Things are good. So yeah. so COVID's been pretty mild up there or or I mean did it did it spike and and now it's going down? Yeah, we've had uh three waves of it. Nothing uh, uh nothing really really terrible, but to the point where it totally changed our lives though. Sure. And it, I don't know anybody that hasn't been affected by it in in some way shape or form and uh I guess we all just have to make do with with what we what we can do and what we have have done has it um affected as far as training like how how has it affected training you know with the athletes with yourself um how has that been well uh the athletes in the in the, in the top level like sarah bkg roman all of them have had facilities to use sure. so it, it hasn't really affected them in a training sense, mm-hmm. it, it affects them in like a spirit sense more. Yeah. Not being able to travel freely, not being able to go for training camps, uh, being stuck in the same place. So we shouldn't be whining about things <laughs> like that. It, it's pretty good, but it, it's totally different than what they're used to. So sure. uh, that, that has been like the main thing affecting them. And then, of course, to be restricted to only online competitions, uh, yeah. not physically competing against another athlete is strange as well. Uh, they know it from the open, but to do every single competition that way is strange. Yeah. Well, now training for you looks like it's been going pretty well. Um, I've, I've been following yeah. you on Instagram. It looks like you are, uh, looks like you're trimming up and, and kind of getting into fighting shape. Are you, uh, you going to yeah. th- throw your hat in the ring on any competitions? <laughs> I don't think so, but uh, I've been in. I've had more appetite for training recently. I can't really explain it. It's probably COVID-related. It's probably yeah. related to the fact that everything slowed down. So I've had a bit more time than I'm used to, sure. and I've been grounded to one place. So setting up a schedule to show up for the gym uh, every week uh, for for a few days every week is much easier to fulfill now that I'm grounded in the same place because 
once sports kick off and everything, then I'm flying from one place to another pretty much yep. every week. Almost. So it's harder to stay in a routine that way than it is right now. So, yeah, I haven't missed a session since November, uh, which is probably a new record for me. <laughs> and it's paying off. I, I will tell you, when we were in the – so I'm going to be completely honest. I've actually put on a little bit of weight since we've come – I don't want to say off quarantine because we're still in quarantine, but when we were in the strict lockdowns back in March, just like you said, I didn't have anything else to do. So I was hitting the gym. You're, I mean, hitting my home gym. I was, I rebuilt my deck, um, was super active and was actually probably the lowest I've been in, in quite some time under quarantine. So yeah, I, I actually yeah, enjoyed it. It isn't all bad. I know, I know it's, uh, <laughs> it's a cruel thing to say because people have been dying and yes. really been affected, but it isn't all bad. There, there have been positives to it as well. Absolutely. And, and I think it's one of the things you have to look at the positives because if you don't, you could go crazy. And, um, yeah, true. so usually, and we had talked a little bit about, you know, Iceland and, and their, and, and the weather, um, being a factor and and the daylight really you know getting dark almost 24 hours for you know december and january is that when you and the other athletes would like travel to you know kind of get away from that or and and has that been different this year uh the the way it goes uh the athletes try to be somewhere where the sun is shining yeah. or at least go for two or three weeks to uh tenerife or mallorca or or wherever in this time of year, or Dubai. Yeah. Of course, the Dubai competition has always been in the middle of December, so most of the athletes that I'm working with have always had that on their calendar, that they'll be going to Dubai then. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely finding some sun somewhere in the darkest time in Iceland has been uh, one of the keys. <laughs> uh, it, it, and it's one, of, it's one of the places I have to go back. Um, I've, I've been to Iceland twice, and I loved it absolutely loved it both times and uh so i've i've got to make it a, a point to get back but you said you're in the so you're in the southern southern part like so yeah in the Reykjavik area in the okay. area of the capital city okay. most of icelanders live here in this area yeah uh from the airport and into the capital city and the towns around uh i don't have the percentage but i assume it's like uh 75% of icelanders live in this area yeah and it, you pull it up on a satellite and you see it <laughs> it's just you know that exactly. that high con it's that high concentration uh, exactly but it's a, it's a beautiful country so i've i thoroughly enjoyed my time there and uh, and cannot wait to come back once all this stuff lifts i actually talked to my wife and uh said that you know once once our kids are a little bit older, because we just had another one, we have four kids, so we just had another oh, one in June. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. In the middle of this <laughs> pandemic, we decided, hey, let's have another kid. That'd be a great idea. <laughs> so, um, but once they get a little bit older, I told her, I'm like, that is one of my bucket list bucket list places to go back to. Um, Got to go back there yeah. as a you know, as a couple. It's a pretty just... place, and uh, we, us Icelanders, we have taken full advantage of that as well. Uh, the funny thing is that Iceland is such a tourist country yeah. and most of those attractions are just filled with tourists. So the locals hardly ever go there. Yeah. But now that changed. Oh, now yeah. they closed the airport. There are no tourists here. And we've been having this all to ourselves. So 
I agree. It's a pretty, my, a pretty amazing place, and I didn't realize until now how amazing it is. Yeah, again, one of those positives, one of those, uh, one of those, <laughs> exactly. one of those pluses. Exactly. So, so I, I, I have to ask, obviously, because you're you're in the the CrossFit space. Um, your thoughts on uh, on the big announcement with Matt deciding to walk away? How yeah. how how do you feel? Like, is it? What are the what are your thoughts there? I'm pretty flat towards it. Yeah. Uh, in some weird way, I I expected it. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect like a total retirement. I expected him to opt to sit out the season. He sure. won it five times. It's been a roller coaster, and being in the spotlight the way he is, uh, everyone wants him on their podcast or interview or whatever. Yep. There, there's a lot of heat surrounding him. A lot of opportunities, so uh, I, I can't blame him for wanting to uh, have a little time off and grabbing some of the op- those opportunities and, and all of that. That said, I fully expect him to grow bored with that one day <laughs> and want another crack at it. So I don't think we've seen the last of him. Uh, and these are very, very big shoes to follow. Yeah. So yes. all the other males... They will always be compared to him, yeah. and there will whoever wins it uh, this season will always be well. It was great, but this was no Fraser performance. So, yeah, <laughs> you know they'll be under that cloud. Uh, so if he decides to come back, that will be a huge story, and that will be a huge thing for the sport. Yeah. If he doesn't, then it's up to someone else to continue the, this build and continue to bring a mortal legacy to the sport. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, the guy won it five years in a row. What more can anyone expect? What, what does he need to prove? Yeah. So if he wants to push through all of this pain to get it, get it, uh, get it again and uh, to g- get those prices and everything, that, that's just something that he, he will have to find within himself but there's plenty of money to be made just by being him Absolutely. outside and on the fringes of the sport. So uh, probably just a very, very smart move on his behalf because he's got nothing left that he needs to prove. Yes, He has proved every single thing that he needs to prove, <laughs> and his name will be there forever. Yeah. Well, and I find it interesting because in any true competitor, it's kind of to me it's a mixed emotion thing great he's gone here's my chance but then mm-hmm. just like you said well if i win i won because matt's not there you know you want to beat the best but at the same time you have now have an opportunity you know for you know the sponsorships he's not going to get because he's not on the podium you know or, or or the the prize money you know you have these opportunities to go out there and and win it um so i i kind of mm-hmm. see both sides of that coin um it will be super supremely competitive yes. this season. I, I agree. I cannot, for the life of me, tell you who is going to win it. Well, I'm, I'm uh, going to tell you. If we look at the numbers, BKG is the <laughs> most consistent guy. And when, when Fraser is counted out of it, BKG is the next one in line if we just look at pure stati- statistics. And, he, he's uh, like a ninja, of though. Of course, he's a guy that <laughs> sporting. He, he's a ninja. No, what do you say? I, I'm, so yeah. I'm. So I go on all the. I go on all the groups, and everybody's. You know, obviously, all the different comments of, oh, Fraser's out. Who's the next guy? And everybody's, of course, throwing up Noah, 
throwing up Vellner, mm-hmm. Fakowski, all these guys, and nobody's yeah, like, men- nobody's God, mentioning God. nobody's mentioning yeah. BKG. I'm like, how? How are you not? Um, I I think it's just because of his demeanor. He's he's mm-hmm. he he seems, and I don't know him. You know him personally. He seems very mm-hmm. reserved and quiet, and just kind of gets in there, does his work, and and that's it. Um, the funny thing about him is he's got a great sense of humor, and he is uh, he's such a joy to be around. He is uh, really quick on the counter and and all of that. He he just doesn't look at the spotlight as something that he necessarily has to have. Yeah. He doesn't lose sleep at night if he isn't being featured in a movie or if he isn't being written about. Sure. It's, it just does not have an effect on him at all. Uh, he loses sleep if his training was bad or, <laughs> or something like that. So he, he is very, very focused on performance. Yeah. That's, that's his thing. And uh, that, 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 what comes with it is that he is never there screaming out to get the spotlight. Yeah. He probably wouldn't have a social media presence if it wasn't for the fact that that's pretty much the only way for a staple I- income stream when yeah. you're at his level. Uh, price money isn't guaranteed, but you can you can do sponsorship deals with having uh, social media status. So yeah, that, that's pretty much the only reason for why he motivates himself to post stuff. <laughs> Apart from that, he just lives in a small town. He's loved over there. He, he's got a, a beautiful girlfriend and a great family. He's got everything that he ever set out to have. Yeah. So uh, everything else is a bonus, but he wants that title. Oh, he I know. definitely wants that title. And he'll be coming for it hard. Yeah, and and this year being what it was, kind of an anomaly for him. Um, you kind of, I I heard you talk a little bit about it, but what was the what was going on with him in in the games? I I, I know it was the online. There was nothing really going on with him in the games. It was the row event where he just didn't do well enough, and mm-hmm. it was so tight. Yeah. It was two points, if I remember correctly, between eighth place and fifth place. Oh, two wow. fucking yeah. points. Yeah. So, <laughs> and eighth place is nothing to be ashamed of. No, when not at all. The world, it was a bit below him, uh, and, and definitely not where he intended to be. Yeah. But the margins were just so slim. It could have been Chandler. It could have been uh, Yonne. Yeah. And uh, in the end, I don't remember who it was who took the fifth place and went to Aromas, but uh, it was Adler probably who yeah. who was the guy that claimed it. Yeah. So there's a new generation coming in as well. Oh, yeah. uh, I think Adler is a younger guy. Samuel Quant is a younger guy. Justin Medeiros is a younger guy. So yeah. we were getting glimpses of who are the guys who are going to be taking over here in uh, in the coming seasons. Uh but BKG isn't done, no. and the versatility he has, the the ability to do well in pretty much any type of a workout, mm-hmm. is what will make him a, a very much a contender for this uh, this season. No, no, is he one that kind of feeds off of being on the floor with other athletes? He does. So he does. Yeah, he, he strategically feeds off of being able to look around and. Uh, acknowledge where he's at in the group. Yeah. So 
it's it's not optimal for any of them to be doing those uh, solo online comp- competitions. Yeah. Because it totally changes the dynamics. Every, every single one of them will tell you that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even Matt in the interviews yeah. with, even even in the interviews with Matt, he's like this is completely different because there's no looking around and seeing where everybody's at. You just go. Exactly. And you, you... So we we don't want to discount anything. I mean, yeah. those who who placed where they placed they earned it by performance oh absolutely but this wasn't a normal crossfit season yeah it's uh it's not what any of them was used to and i think it's safe to say that this would have this would have gone differently if it were a different type of format of course what probably would not have not have been different is who won it both yeah. female and male <laughs> that <laughs> those two <laughs> they, they, they they've been winning it in any type of format possible so uh well i can't really say much more about that yeah and and tia obviously the future is up in the air with her nobody really knows what she's going to do my my personal opinion is she comes back and tries to win two more just so she can hold it over matt's head <laughs> at least one more for sure and uh the rumors say that she is definitely coming into this season yeah uh even though social media suggests that she's in south korea training for bobsled yeah i'm pretty sure there's a crossfit box there too and she's just getting her training done along with everything else Oh, absolutely and she doesn't need to be the best version of herself to progress through the open uh, yeah. i think she's <laughs> on, on any given day she will have enough on the tank to progress there so uh she she does she is probably just gearing up for that while she's chasing that olympic bobsled dream as well so i mean she's earned the right to have fun and do things the way she wants to so it's it's fun to watch absolutely i and i agree so you mentioned the open of course how how do you feel with the changes and everything that's going on with the open and the new format and kind of how that's how that's going to progress. So every single thing that has been uh, laid out for this season is dependent on Mm COVID-19 and it's dependent on how things will progress on that front. So how I feel about this, I'm just happy there is a season. Uh, I know it would have been a bit different if the world was open and we weren't dealing with all that shit. So Mm -hmm. uh, just the fact that they are having a season, uh, the fact that they are basing it mathematically out of the, how the participation in the open has been, that that's the factor that determines where the events are and, and how much each of them uh, qualifies onwards to the games. So I'm just feeling pretty good about it. Uh, And I, I, I feel positivity is surrounding that whole thing from the athletes. Everyone is just eager to compete and hoping that participating in this will lead to something that uh, ends with a good season. Absolutely. And I, I know right now they're talking about the qualifications of the Open getting them to a sanctional. Um, yeah. I mean, how optimistic are we that that – that that's going to happen or they, do we think we're, they're going to have to pivot and go online again? I mean, that's, that's kind of I, the thing we I, all I, don't want <laughs> is to have to do yeah. this online. I think it's uh, it's a stretch to think that we will have a packed arena with spectators. Yeah. But 
to bring athletes together to a competition floor, even though there is no one there cheering them on, I think that might be realistic. Yeah. Uh, even uh, a venue with a few spectators, uh, like a limited audience, mm-hmm. that might be possible. But much more than that, I don't know. But then again, we had the Super Bowl last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> COVID didn't ruin that. So let's just see where this goes. And yeah. uh, I, I'm going to stay optimistic until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly sure that those continentals, as they will probably call them right now, I'm fairly sure those will be live events. Gotcha. The only question is uh, how many spectators will be there. Yeah. And how many of them can still do it? I mean, my thought is if they are going to do it live and not have spectators at CrossFit's going to have to get involved to help them because it it doesn't seem like a private, you know, a private company that's putting on these sanctionals could do it um, and and survive. They have uh, had discussions about this already. So if it's only only athletes, then the event must be ran pretty much by CrossFit. Yeah. But I honestly don't know. Uh, I've seen, I've just seen the same things that most people have seen, those interviews with Dave Castro yep. and Ari <laughs> Sakamoto. And, and th- those things, I've, I've read through the rule book, so it makes sense. It looks like there's logic to it. So uh, long may that continue. I, I embrace logic in this sense. There yes. hasn't been too much of it in recent seasons. So I'm happy to see a logical conclusion to everything. Awesome. So one of, one of the other athletes that is of course a big question, um, and not so much for his capacity, but whether or not we can get him (laughs) actually on ground in the U S um, how, how are things going with Roman? How how is his training and and all that and going right now? And then, How does he look for actually being able to come and compete? Yeah, Roman looks great. And Roman is always ready. And uh, it, he he would compete on with every single limb broken. You yeah. know, he, he's just that guy. He, yeah. His mindset is very, very clear. Uh, his USA visa story is something that he will be getting more help with than ever. Good. Uh, CrossFit HQ will be involved in that thing and there are people that might have some influence or might be able to uh, generate some influence that will be trying to help him get uh, a work working visa for the u.s good his problems aren't on the russia side he is free to travel from russia to wherever and that way he's been competing in various European events. He's competed twice at the Dubai CrossFit Championship, mm-hmm. etc. Oh, yeah. So his problems aren't domestically over there. He is free to travel. His problems are for some reason that he hasn't been able to prove uh, that he will not defect to America. That <laughs> okay. it's immigration that has decided that he is at risk at never returning home <laughs> if they allow him into the country. Listen, we'll keep him. He we'll... has a pretty good life. He, he works as a coach at a very nice gym. He's got a wife. He's got two wonderful dogs. Yeah. Uh, his life isn't all that bad. He he <laughs> is pretty settled where he lives. And uh, it, it, that would be the last thing I would worry about yeah. was that he would 
decide never to return back to Russia if uh, he were allowed. So yeah. he didn't uh, didn't settle in Dubai and he didn't settle in Ireland or England or in any of the other countries that he traveled to to compete. Yeah. Why should it be different with America? Oh, I know. And Dubai. I mean, Dubai is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to go yeah. anywhere. I mean, this guy is a legend in the sport. He is welcome wherever CrossFit is. And he's yeah. a wonderful person as well. Everyone embraces that guy when you get to know him he, he's a terrific guy yeah so uh, uh he, he can go pretty much wherever he wants to accept america but we hope that will be resolved and uh, uh the, the hierarchy at crossfit they're very aware of his troubles yeah and uh very willing to help out with it so that's awesome if if that influence isn't enough then uh i'm out of out of options i'm out of answers so up until now he's been trying very hard to do these things on him by himself yeah so uh let's see what happens when he's got the full backing that, that he is getting right now well i i know i speak for myself and the entire crossfit community that we want to see it happen because i mean I, he burst on the scene what was it was it two 2018 2018 yeah he burst on the scene when in 2018 the championships yeah and he was just uh, just a force and i would love to see him come and compete and 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 go right along um yeah you know toe to toe with with uh, everybody at the games that would be that would be awesome but we've seen like in dubai he can hang with the biggest oh, yeah. ones he's uh he, he he is pretty fresh in his uh, approach there is uh, there are things in his he, he is quite tall for mm -hmm. example he's taller than most of the guys so uh, there are there are things where he maybe moves a bit differently uh, and, and stuff like that, which just gives an added flavor. But anyone who has ever competed against him <laughs> respects him. <laughs> yeah, that, so much it's clear. They they know they've competed for sure. Yeah, they know they know that for sure. And when it when it's a question of uh, that horrible acid burn in your muscles, <laughs> no one can hang with him. Yeah, uh, he, he's got more tolerance than anyone. Even Fraser, I think, <laughs> yeah. he's got more tolerance for that than anyone in the sport. No, did did he and Fraser ever ever go up against each other? Did they did yeah. they in Dubai? Dubai. Yeah. Dubai. yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's just it's just a good matchup. I I just I like seeing him on the floor. His energy is fantastic. I mean, there's some athletes that you see compete, and you're just like, yeah, they're good, but they're boring. Right. <laughs> they just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean. He's a wicked character, and yeah. he is uh, he's likely to do something very unexpected at any given time. Yeah. And he's got a wealth of other talents like uh, breakdancing and, yep. and stuff like that. So he could, he could show up with something that will blow your mind if you just give him a chance. Yeah. So well, he, he, he busted that breakdancing uh, move out. He, he busted that breakdancing move out. Was it at Filthy? No. Was In it Ireland. Fil yeah, yeah, Filthy 150. Ireland, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, he's – it's awesome. Um, so, which leads us to, you know, probably your your most uh, most notable <laughs> person uh, yeah. on the roster, Sarah, who I don't mm -hmm. know anybody that doesn't love her. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, it's like everybody, like, if there's one person I think everybody gets behind that they want her to do amazing at the games, it's Sarah. And it's just like, yeah. oh, we want to like, like everybody feels the same way when things happen um, of just like, <laughs> we want to see her do well. 
So how yeah. is how is she bouncing back with with the injury and and all that? How how is training? I know she's ultra super focused right now. Um, yeah, she's been uh, she's been taking the time she needed to uh, rebuild herself. Uh, this what happened to her. It took us a long time just to acknowledge what it was. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the, there was an infection. It went into the bone. It affected her adrenal system. Uh, things that go way beyond my understanding. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but sure. these were quite serious things that uh, when, when everything added up together, the, it was even performing the way she performed at the games mm -hmm. is uh, a testament to how t tough she was. Yeah. And uh, probably... Uh, it, if, if I would have had anything to do with it, knowing what I know now, I would have thrown in the towel before the games because it wasn't it wasn't optimal for anyone in that condition to be yeah. even competing. Yeah. And uh, but but m not much I can do about that now. But all these delays to the new season and everything that has been, she's had a long time now to rebuild herself, and she's been using it very well. She has. Uh, there's a lot of professionalism in that girl, yeah. and uh, she is. It will surprise anyone who actually gets to know her how intelligent she is and how uh, how, how aware she is of things. Yeah. So, uh, wh whatever whatever happens now, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. I mean, and she, she was on she was she was on pace last year. Um, you know, with everything, I mean, just crushing everything. And mm -hmm. then it, it got to the games and of course the injury and all that, it, you know, once all that came to light, it made sense, but yeah. it was just it three was... games in a row is a bitter pill to take. Yeah. And she, she has a good preseason. She has a good uh, season leading up to it, winning the open, winning sanctioned events and yep. everything. And then the games go to the shitter. Yeah. It's a, it's a bitter pill to take yeah. and it, it's become somewhat of a theme that she is eager to uh, to change. Yeah. So uh, she is very mindful of the fact that peaking at the right time is is of the essence. Yes. It doesn't really count that much, even though it's good for the ego, it's good for the self-esteem to to crush an event early in the season. But it doesn't really matter. Yeah. What matters is finishing the season strong. So. She's got a she's got a pretty good awareness of of the things that she needs to be focusing on, and she she recently uh, joined forces with Training Think Tank. Okay. So Max Elvig is her new coach. Gotcha. Okay, I didn't I did not know who, that. Who is coaching Noah Olson as well yeah. and Travis Mayer and, and more people. So she'll be uh, surrounded once once borders open and she can fly out there. Yeah. Uh, She'll be surrounded by a pretty good group of training partners and uh, in a setup that makes a lot of sense for her to be joining. Yeah. Uh, up until then, she'll be back back here in Iceland training with BKG. So it's the best of both worlds. Absolutely. Yeah, she's and got great she's partners. She's looking super fit. She's looking uh, – she's got that smile on her face. She's got that fire. So uh, I don't worry too much about her. Yeah. She's doing great. Well, so – uh, so I've I've been a volunteer at the games the past two years it was in Madison so nineteen eighteen and nineteen I was able to go to the games, um, and I remember I mean eighteen no I'm sorry nineteen uh, obviously not optimal for her you know the way everything went down 
but and I remember, you know, it being a struggle, but I was actually part of the tours that took um, the VIPs out of the Madison Club and I was walking yeah. I was taking them all around the entire campus um, showing them, you know, everything. And okay. You know, we weren't allowed to talk to the athletes. Obviously, you know, they say, you know, don't talk to the athletes. They're getting ready, they're getting focused and and we didn't want to mess with any of that. But the the look on Sarah's face every time you'd see her, she would always have a smile. And like even when she was about to go into the into the tunnel, um, we had one tour that went when they were coming into the into the Alliance Center, and she just looks over and she just kind of smiles and just has that energy, even though the week was not going well. Um, yeah. So it, it, I just I love that energy about her, and you know we definitely wish you know wish her the best in uh, mm-hmm. in everything. Um, and it, yeah. it's just been fun to watch. Let's see what happens this season. I'm. Uh... She'll definitely have that smile. Yeah. And she will uh, She she will get, give the other girls a few headaches. Yeah. <laughs> I can well, guarantee and, that. And you had mentioned she looks like she's a lot leaner than she's ever been. Like just just not and not just physically, she looks more in a place where um I don't know. Like she's just focused and, and ready to go. I don't know how to explain it, you know. She, she's you know. got She's added through those seasons and through all her experiences, she has added uh, personnel to her team mm-hmm. to help with every mm-hmm. specific thing. So she has a great nutritionist. She has a mental performance coach. She yeah. has a coach that that oversees her programming. Uh, she's got people in every aspect. So she is in a place right now where she can totally focus on her athletic goals. That's awesome. And, uh, which means that she is putting in more focus on everything. So be it nutrition or being leaner, being on point with every single thing. She's just so aware of those things now yeah. where, where in 2015, when she burst onto the scene, she didn't know any of it. She was just a rookie and she was, uh, she was just happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> right now, she knows that this is serious business, and every single, uh, every single detail really, really counts because yeah. they add up, and uh, she's adding them up. Yeah, and and I think the I think the community as a whole takes for granted she's still young, like she's not. Yeah, she's, she's only eight. She's twenty eight. I mean, that's that's <laughs> right in that that peak. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but she's been competing since 2015, and for the CrossFit community, that feels like she's been there forever. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really not that long. <laughs> you know, when yeah. you talk about professional athletes, they're competing and, and way further. There's another thing about her: she didn't have an athletic career before that. Yeah. Many of those girls have been competing since they were three or four years old in gymnastics or whatever, and there's a lot of wear and tear on on their bodies that isn't on Sarah's body because yeah. she maybe 2012 or 2013, thereabouts is when Sarah finally just starts training yeah. and starts doing something. Maybe 2011 where she gets the bug originally. Uh-huh. So it is, it, it's a 10-year stretch now yeah. for, uh, for her. She's 18 years old when she decides that uh, she doesn't want to be chubby. She, yeah. she wants to get fit. So uh, and that's where it happens. A few <laughs> years later, she's third place fittest woman on the earth so <laughs> is it is it just it's is, 
remarkable. Is it just Iceland and and what's in the water, or is it just freakish genetics? <laughs> like how <laughs> I've been well, I've been doing CrossFit six years and no way. <laughs> or is it just or is it just her mentality? Is it just how she is? Like when she finds something and dials in on it, that's it. Yeah. I think, of course, she is special. Yeah. Uh, and all those girls are special. There's something really, really special and rare going on. Yeah. Icelandic DNA has to do with strength. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it must be. We've got the many lines of the strongest men on earth. Yes. We've got those those fittest people from CrossFit, and we've got people from other sports where where strength is a telling factor. Icelanders are going to do well. Oh yeah. There's just some about about, about us, and uh, uh, I can't really explain it. There is some Viking thing that that, <laughs> that got passed on to all of us. For that, sure. That it's so. Then there is the thing over here. No one ever told us we can't. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. It's a mental thing, and, and towards the girls especially, no one ever told Sarah to to fuck off back into that corner and play with a doll. Yeah. Uh, no one ever did that. Yeah. No one ever told her that she wasn't being uh, very girly when she was lifting those weights. So uh, that's that's another factor that that goes towards the females is that they could unapologetically work on their strength without anyone making fun of it or telling them that it wasn't ladylike. That's awesome. Yeah. And that is so important. I have, so as I said, I have four kids and I have yeah. um, two daughters and two sons. So the, the two oldest are the girls and, and the two youngest are the boys and my youngest daughter. So she's seven. She'll be eight this year. Just, she comes with me to the gym and she is easily the best athlete in our family. <laughs> she is, but she, you know, she sits down and watches the CrossFit games. She watches yeah. you know, her, her now. And I don't know. Um, she got on, on to um, Annie. So she loves, yeah. she loves Annie. And when, I mean, I do too. I mean, I, I love all of them. They're, you know, they're, they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, Katrin, you know, as well, but she, had seen i think she had seen a few interviews with with annie and just kind of attached attached to her so she's watching her on uh you know on on youtube and she's watching the videos and she gets into the crossfit gym and just she does work she actually just pr'd her deadlift she's seven years old she's 55 pounds and she deadlifted 105 the other day just, oh wow just That's amazing yeah, and it was at a. It was actually at a a, a fundraiser for um, a firefighter who unfortunately had lost his life, and um, they were doing this big three. So she had to do three deadlifts, and she worked yeah. up to one hundred and five. And she probably could have pulled more, but she didn't. Um, she didn't have any more any more opportunities. She's and got time. She's got time. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's got plenty of time. But her goal, if you ask her, I'm like, what do you want to do when you grow up? She's like, I want to compete in the CrossFit Games. And that's and that's her imagine, that's her focus. Imagine growing up and having these inspirations. Yeah, and and yeah. I love it, and and I I encourage them to watch the ladies of the sport. Um, now, on the opposite end, my four year old has a poster of Matt Fraser on his wall, <laughs> and yeah. and and he you know will wake up in the morning and he's like, um, I think I even posted a video about it. 
I asked him, you know, hey, buddy, what do you want to watch? He's like, first, I want to watch PJ Mask. Never mind. I want to watch Matt Fraser. So we had to put on the documentary of the, the fittest to uh, yeah. for my four-year-old who is, you know, all in now and, and doing it. So raising a little team. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's awesome to hear and it's awesome for these athletes to hear that they are actually inspiring kids yeah. to do stuff like this. It, it's 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 hundred percent a good thing. Yes. So uh, uh, it, it's so uh, it, it adds so much to all the effort that they're putting in to know that they're inspiring a whole generation to stay active, to Absolutely. move, to test themselves with weights and with with things that they probably wouldn't test otherwise. And to know themselves. That's the other thing. Yeah. Because like you said, the 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 you know, those who look at women lifting weights and are like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, you should be confident in yourself and what you're doing and, and how you do it. And them going out there, performing the way that they do and performing right alongside the guys, you know, just as strong. Yeah. Like when you saw uh, Atalanta at, at the games this year mm -hmm. and Carrie Pierce goes out there and beats everybody, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're doing the same movements. So her vest was a couple yeah. pounds lighter, but you know, who cares? She went out and did the exact same movements as, as the guys and crushed them. She did the same thing in Mary the year, the year before. Um, so it's awesome to see these women confidently still be women, but yeah. also be an athlete and be a strong woman, um, who knows themselves that, that to me is the biggest thing as far as that confidence. Absolutely. And, uh, to be working within a sport like this where things are completely equal. It's yeah. equal pay, the price money is equal, and everything is constructed to be equal. Yes. So there is a difference between the guys and the girls strength-wise. Sure. That that difference is is uh, is dealt with, and therefore it's equal. Yeah. So uh, it, it's pretty great, and I, I'm not sure I can name any sport where it is as equal down to the core like this. Yeah. Um, pretty cool in MMA. I mean, the, the women's MMA is getting just as popular as the men's. Yeah. Uh, a lot of marketing determines the price money there. Uh, but, but, but still, uh, MMA feels like a sport where the audience is largely male while the athletes can be split like this. Yeah. But in CrossFit, it's 50-50 all the way. Absolutely. And, uh, it's pretty amazing to be working within a sport like that. Yeah. And, and it could not have been put in better hands in my opinion with Eric Rosa. Um, yeah. you know, so, so good. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it had the potential to just all fall apart Yeah, and, it did. and for him I to felt really, really strange for those 10 days when the shit hit the fan and yeah. people were ganging up People were trying to. Uh, there was a lot of conversations going on behind the curtains, of course, and uh, to save what whatever remained, or would it be a change of course where there would be basically just a new organization founded and uh, and the sport would drop the CrossFit tag and be named something else or yeah. whatever. I. It, there, there were panic moments happening where people were discussing things like this. Yeah. 
Then all of a sudden, some billionaire from, from Boulder, <laughs> Colorado, comes riding in on a white horse. <laughs> no one anticipated this guy. Yeah. No one saw him come. And he just bought the damn thing and uh, has been put, hasn't put a foot wrong since. Yeah. He's got a lot of work ahead of him. And of COVID hasn't made any of this easier. No. Uh, up to a point, Fraser quitting doesn't make it easier either because it takes a bit of the spotlight off. Yeah. So that, there are a lot of challenges there, but I think this is the guy, this is the exact type of guy that can make this into a good situation and can steer the sport forward into a path where we'll see it at a stadium level. Absolutely. And, and I cannot wait for that because, I mean, the energy from 2019 – even though there was all the, you know, we still had Glassman, so everything was all messed up with all the, you know, extra and cuts and, and those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, the, the, the community and the energy that was in that, in that arena and mm -hmm. on that field was just, it was unmatched. Um, and I've yeah. been, and I've been to, I mean, one of the biggest events I've been to is like the closest thing I compare to is a, is a college football game. Like not even yeah. like pro games aren't even as crazy as a college football game, at least down here in Florida. Um, yeah, you know which which would probably be equivalent to um, you know a, a, a well I say football you know soccer, um, yeah. you know in you know in the UK that kind of just rowdiness and that that energy where you don't know what's going to happen and everybody's there cheering. Um, you could feel that in in that arena um in 2019 and it just felt like okay we're gonna make it we're gonna be okay and then covid 2020 glassman <laughs> yeah well it was it was things that would have happened eventually anyways yeah i mean Glassman would have uh and at some <laughs> point in time he would have just done something that would have gone down differently but would have had the same end result yeah people would have had enough yeah. So uh, that, that, that's just the way it goes. To be fair, I've been working within this sport for five years now. I was never aware of Glassman's presence. Yeah. He, it didn't feel like he had any interest whatsoever in the, this whole uh, competition uh, thing mm -hmm. or the games or whatever. And the only time that we really felt him was those changes, yeah. the format changes. 2019 uh because dave basically told everyone don't don't shoot the messenger i just work there uh they yeah. were uh, i i was i tried my best to amend his crazy ideas so that there could be some type of a competition going on yeah uh, so don't shoot the messenger uh, but apart from that glassman's name was just linked in my mind to the guy that created this originally yeah. And I thought it was more hands-off than it turned out. But then the shit hit the fan and everything came up to the surface. It got dealt with. And a lot of other looming problems were being faced at the same time. Uh, the affiliates had been feeling all kinds of off for a long time. Yep. Finally, they were, they became, they, they were listened to. Yes. And uh, they, they, were, they managed to get their points across. So there's a healing process going on right now. Uh, it's not done. Uh, it's being slowed down by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But I have every belief that things will 
will really kick off when thing, when uh, the world opens up again. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention, because you said like a soccer game or a college football or whatever, the, the atmosphere created by the fans there is created largely by just normal people yeah. uh, that go there for entertainment. Yep. The atmosphere in the Colosseum of the games is created by people who also do CrossFit. True, very people true. People who also set their PRs and everything. So you get tens of thousands of fit people who do the sport themselves, who are looking at the events and are thinking in their mind, holy shit, these people can do it like this because my score would have been much worse or whatever. So everybody is getting their fix of entertainment, but also their fix of inspiration yeah. to go to the gym and better themselves yeah that's another thing that makes this sport totally unique i've said that so many times about like okay you can watch football and you can go out in your backyard and play football but you're never gonna feel what it feels like to go out and play football and and mm. and you know score a touchdown and you know it, or anything like that all, you yeah. know how it feels when you hit a pr and yeah. whether it's 100 pounds or it's 300 pounds it's the same it's that same feeling when you finally hit that goal um because it, you conquered yourself you beat your own best yeah and yeah. and then you watch the elites and it's like wow they just did grace isabel and 30 muscle ups in the time it takes me to do grace <laughs> that's amazing exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh you just grace isabel and all those other workouts you know yeah. oh yeah while you're watching a football game you don't know all the plays they're throwing you yeah. don't know all the strategy that's happening on the field yeah some of it you're just watching tom brady throw that ball and it ends with a touchdown but you <laughs> don't really know the strategy behind it yeah. while you're watching a crossfit workout and you understand every single detail of it yep you know when they drop the barbell when they're taking a break you know you yeah. you're, you're strategizing it yourself in your own head of like what would you do <laughs> exactly. you know well, first I'd reduce the weight by at least half, and then, <laughs> um, exactly. you know. But this gives me the faith that it will take a hell of a lot more than a male chauvinistic pig like <laughs> like Glassman yeah. to rule the whole thing. Yeah, uh, it will take so much more to stop the sport in its tracks and change the course of it. Uh, it will remain yeah. and it will grow bigger. It will probably become a TV event where eventually people that don't train will fall in love with it as well. Yeah. And will won't can't be able to wait until the next competition to watch it live on TV or whatever. Yeah. And with it comes a whole new economy that makes the lives of those who are excelling in the sport easier. So there's a lot of things to uh, to look forward to. Yeah, and th and that's one of the things I tell my my athletes, the ones who've been there for years and the ones who've been there for a week, is the thing about CrossFit is that you you watch it, you see it, you love it, but you're gonna do a workout and and you're gonna look over across the room and you're gonna see that guy who's just smashing it. Um, you know, he's been doing it for you know five six years. He's you know got a you know sub sub two sub three Fran, you know, he's, he's going to go, you both are going to do the exact same workout. And I guarantee you at the end of it, you both will feel exactly the same. He's going to exactly. be, just, he's going to be destroyed. 
you're going to be destroyed. You took 10 minutes to do it. It took him two, but you feel exactly the same. And that's yeah. the greatest equalizer. And, and I love that, you know, that, that yeah. feeling and that camaraderie because on the other side of it, the person who did it in two minutes knows what the person doing it in 10 minutes is going through and they're right there cheering him on and saying, Hey, you know, good job. Let's go. Um, but this leads me to an interesting question and, and I'm, I'm interested in your take on this. There's been talk about, you know, cause obviously with the Matt Fraser, Rich Froning, you know, we'll call it the disagreement, um, which sent shockwaves to the entire CrossFit community, which I thought was hilarious. Um, yeah. does CrossFit need, um, a villain? <laughs> like, like, like that, that guy. Oh. Dave Castro has been playing that role for years, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, well, personalities in sport uh, are always a, a pretty good thing. Yeah. And uh, for the athletes to be willing to be more themselves and less playing along, yeah. I think that will just come through the process. Yeah. Uh, and no, I don't think CrossFit needs a villain. Uh, I don't think it does. Yeah. Uh, I I think th this sport has plenty of different types of personalities already, and that, there will only be added onto that. Yeah. Someone who is talking smack, Conor McGregor style or something, will probably change the dynamic uh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, do you think we get that might... next year? With uh, huh? do we think we get that next year if Ricky comes back? <laughs> well. He's got a chip on his shoulder, but anything he says can be answered with, hey, you cheated. who yeah. failed the drug test here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, uh, so he doesn't really, and I, I don't think Ricky Garrard is a bad guy. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. He, he did some strange things on social media recently, <laughs> uh, and uh, I think he's upset about j the things that Fraser said about him in the movie. I yeah. think he's just upset about that. And I think he, he probably thinks just Fraser is being a dick about yeah. it. But I think Ricky Garrard, uh, I don't know him personally, but yeah. of course I know people who have competed with him and mm -hmm. been around him. No one says he is an asshole. It's, uh, no one has ever said that he portrayed or, or appeared to be a bad guy or, or, or the villain of any sort. Yeah. He is someone that burst onto the scene a bit too fast. It was suspect. He got caught. He is dealing with the consequences of that. And if he is going to uh, to have a shot at, at a comeback, he better not be messing around with no PEDs. True. And he, he better be doing this in, in a clean manner. Uh, that'll be a lot harder for him to do. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, I mean, let's see if he even bursts onto the scene because yeah. uh, it, it's pretty hard to do this clean. So, yeah. I'm, and I'm listen. I'm an under, underdog type of guy. Um, you know, I'm all for. You know, I actually just talked to Hunter McIntyre. Um, yeah, and he's another one I of those like guys. Him. I like him. He's yeah. he's brash. So do I. And I was going to mention him when you said the villain. He could play that because he's funny and yeah. because it's all tongue in cheek. It's yes. all he he isn't trying to start an actual fight. No, he's just trying to stir things up with humor. And uh, 
the sport can definitely do with more of that. Yeah, and when I asked him about it, he's like, "Listen, I don't have a." He's like, "I don't have beef with anybody." He's like, "I get along with mm-hmm. everyone. We'll fight during yeah. the, you know, we'll fight during the the competition. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to come in and beat your ass." But yeah. you know, if you beat my ass, great. That was your job. That was your, what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to shake your hand, and it will be good. He's like, "There's nobody that I can think of that I have." that I have beef with. And I love that. I, I like, yeah. you know, not necessarily the villain, but somebody who's willing to just kind of go out there and be like, this is what I'm going to do. And stop me. <laughs> I mean, he is, he, he is a fast talker and he is someone that could bring a lot of entertainment to the sport. Yeah. But he doesn't have what it takes. Yeah. And <laughs> he can run, run those guys he can do those ocr things but when you, when you give him a barbell or you give him any of those specifics that he hasn't really been focusing on for yeah. a long time he gets found out yeah so and that's that and and that was actually one of the interesting things in the in the conversation with him that i had um that podcast is going to come out uh, later this week but he actually talked okay. about that where he says listen i'm you know i know the things that i didn't do and I know the things that I'm not good at. He's like, I wouldn't have been able to clean the first bar in the clean ladder. He's like, yeah, but I would have crushed everybody on the rucksack run. You know, I would have, he's like, I know where I would have excelled and where I would have done good. But he's like, I know he, he's like, I know what it takes to get there. And those guys who are at the top of the, you know, at the, at the tip top, they have to be maniacal just like I am on OCR. You know, they have to be maniacal and, and, and go to that place. And he's like, I'm, I've got too many other things going on for me to be able to go to that place. So he's very forthcoming with, you know, yeah. he, he would love I to. Know, he, he, Sarah, she was really, uh, she, she was really surprised by how just humble and authentic he was. Yeah. It was of course jo- joking around, but yeah. they trained together three days or something. It was uh-huh. a, a marketing stunt by, by someone who was sponsoring both of them. Sure. But she was surprised by how, his image as a joker and a bit of a lunatic yeah. wasn't really what he was all about when the camera was turned off. He's, he was just a really nice guy and fun to hang out with. He's super smart. Like he knows, yeah. he knows, and he's very driven. He knows what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it was it was a it was a fun, interesting, interesting take with him. But um, yeah. so. You have so this is Barbell's Beats and Buffoonery. So you know I, I like to talk okay. a little bit of music. So you have some musical background yourself. Um, yeah. You had posted some photos of of you were in a band. Yeah, I I was um, the guitar was my thing as a teen. Okay, and I came up at, in a time where the guitar actually meant something. <laughs> it certainly doesn't anymore. Yeah, but. Uh, being able to play the guitar quite well uh, opened up a lot of doors for me. I, sure. As a teenager, I, I moved to America from Iceland. I was in high school in San Diego. So uh, the pathway into playing in bands, playing at clubs, playing at the frat parties and stuff like that, that's uh, that set me up for, for having dreams that I would not be a sports manager, that I would be <laughs> a rock star, actually. Of course, <laughs> yeah. But... but uh, then a crazy ride involving drugs and alcohol and all kinds of other things uh, led me to end up in rehab. And oh wow! And from there, I just shelved my uh, rock rock star dream. Yeah. So I enjoy playing the guitar still, but that's that's just something I do for myself, and uh, I'm. 
perfectly happy with the course my life took. So, so then if, if I were to ask you to open up your playlist and, and tell me like, like what's, what's your go-to and, and I, Mm -hmm. and I say this in a, when you're working out to me, that's a different Mm -hmm. playlist. That's a whole different playlist versus I'm getting in my car and just going for a drive and listening to music. So what, what's on the, what's on the, the Snorri playlist? Okay, so I'm a, I'm a big music lover, mm-hmm. and I'm very, very interested in music. And I, and I spend a lot of time just listening through albums, listening, finding new artists, finding stuff to listen to. So uh, that's like my main interest or recreational thing when I'm not thinking about work or not thinking about my family or finance or, or whatever, it's music. Yeah. It's music that always brings me to that happy place where I want to be, where I can relax. So asking me what I'm listening to is a <laughs> case-by-case, week-by-week thing. Okay. Rock is where I come from, and yeah. rock is always what I will be about. So don't throw any hip-hop albums or electronica <laughs> at me. I know very little about that. But music that is played on, on guitar, bass, and drums, and yep. as, a, as a singer singing his heart out, I'm pretty sure to uh, enjoy that. So anything ranging from the classic rock, anything ranging from Hendrix or the Beatles, um, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, all of, all of that, uh-huh. and through to just really, really heavy metal of today, like yeah. the Architects or Tesseract or uh, whatever. Like, I like complex music as well. So I'm always looking for the type of music that inspires me or uh, touches something, be it in my heart or in my head or, or wherever. Uh, when I'm training a lot, I'm listening to uh, to powerful music, yeah. a lot of uh, heavy, thundering, angry music. <laughs> but I, I can also go to uh, like like Hall and Oates. I love Hall and Oates. Okay. So or I love the Police. Uh, there's a lot of bands or soul music, uh, Motown. Yeah. What whatever it, it's. It, it's all just if it's good music it's good for me and I, I probably like it yeah I and I'm and I'm kind of the same way if if I need to you know if I'm in a class setting and I've got a lot of people I want something aggressive and angry and just like just a drive behind it um, but when I if I'm doing like just a lifting set I'll throw on I've even been known to throw on and it, it's very specific when I say country but mm-hmm. um like chris stapleton is like yeah. i love that guy that's really not the definition for country no, that well, guy is blues rock yeah. all the way with a country twang absolutely <laughs> but but yeah. like like i said so when i say country i'm not talking about luke bryan that guy's that guy sucks yeah. <laughs> it's just but um, but chris <laughs> chris stapleton is like my dude so i'll throw him on and just kind of get in a get in a headspace and and do some cleans and I don't need it to be aggressive and yelling. It's just, it just calms me. It's quality. Yeah. It's puts quality. me in that spot. Guy, he has a one in a million voice. Yes. And one in a million control over his voice. So oh, absolutely. Like I say, I'm not much of a country guy, but I love Chris Stapleton. Yeah. It's just because it's good stuff. Have you heard his, his old band, the Johnson brothers? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I listen to it all the time. Absolutely. That, 
And we're back in my neck of the woods with all that southern rock, yeah. right, with Leonard Skinner and Almond Brothers and, and all of that. that. That comes back to something that I've listened to a million times. Yeah. So I so going to to uh, the back to the rock side though, I stumbled upon a couple groups and um, so one of them is Leprous. Do you know them? Mm-hmm. No. They're they're actually Icelandic. Um, leprous. Uh, so like leprosy, but leprous. Yeah. And okay. um, oh, man, and I cannot think of the other one. <laughs> single Icelandic band ever so what's that uh, that's me <laughs> <laughs> the other one um agent fresco is the other one yeah um, that, that's uh, I, I don't know why I forgot to mention them they are in that musical genre I was uh, I was explaining like yeah really complex really skilled music melodic really skilled music so yes. agent fresco is huge favorite of mine and and also Icelandic I, I believe as well Right? Yeah, yeah, totally Icelandic. So a buddy of mine turned me on to them, and then I found out that they were Icelandic. I was like, oh, even better. You know, <laughs> I love it. Um, and then uh, some of the other bands. So the the reason I like like Agent Fresco is because it is more, it is like you said, skilled, and the vocals. Yeah. I mean, the vocal ranges. Um, Leprous. If you go and listen to them, um, his vocal range is is incredible. Um, one of my favorite bands actually is also, um, um, my chemical romance, which yeah. just there to me, it's their theatrics. Um, I joke, I joke that I love them. I hate their fans. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not a, I'm not an emo guy or, or anything like that, but just their theatrics and the way their the skill of how they build their music and the stories that they tell in their music. It remind me, it reminds me actually of a modern day, like queen. Obviously, yeah. Queen is on a totally different pedestal, but the mm-hmm. like you take Black Parade and you take Bohemian Rhapsody, and they both have that like that that build and that theatrics quality. Yes, yeah. so th- th- those are like some of the things I like to I like to listen to and mix up. I'm so. struggling to find, a ba- find the band. They did a collab with My Chemical Romance. It was a huge favorite of mine. I can't re- can't for the life of me remember the name of the band. Oh, it was the something the <laughs> it's a huge they come from an emo segment as well they did under pressure with my chemical romance oh they collaborated gosh. on david bowie's under pressure yeah all right you're gonna make you, you're gonna make me go search for it yeah <laughs> i'm gonna pretty good i'm gonna have to go yeah. pull that up um because i i love all of that that everything about that is 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 amazing um so Man, I, I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> done. Well, we, I'm, I'm we kind, of, I'm kind of at that spot, man. I don't have any more questions. We, we yeah. went for it. Um, so what are we some, what are some things, um, that people can, what are some things that you are particularly looking forward, whether it be professionally this year, um, personally this year, um, or whether it be for the athletes this year? What, what is, what is kind of the things that you have on the horizon that you are super excited about in 2021. So I actually, for the longest time, I just worked with uh, two or three athletes. So yeah. uh, I've been extending that a lot. So I've been taking on some uh, fresh new faces onto my roster, people who are uh, on the up and 
So that, that's one of the things I'm looking maybe particularly at. So to see those 20 to 22-year-olds yep. who are bursting onto the scene, who are among the elites now and have, have a chance, have the capacity to do pretty well. So that's definitely something that I'm looking forward to. Awesome. Uh, the race at, on the male side is, of course, going to be crazy. Yeah. And uh, as I know, most of those guys quite well or or in in some capacity i know most of the guys who can be considered to be claiming the throne yeah and working both with roman and and with pkg who will definitely be making <laughs> a run for it so that's of course going to be something that that will be hugely exciting and it might be might be the surprising factor in terms of the popularity of the sport because the meter has been reset. Yeah. It's it's not anymore that oh Fraser's gonna win it one more time. It yeah. It was somewhat the narrative for the last two or three seasons was uh it's just <laughs> going to be the competition for second place. Yeah. But now it's actually for the gold. It's wide and, open. And uh, there are plenty of takers for it and it might come down to the very last event of the games who actually wins it. Yeah. And it will be very dependent on the programming, what what emphasis will be in the programming. Yeah. That will determine what type of an athlete will advance. So it's exciting. Then of course Sarah's uh, comeback. Yeah. Uh, lack of a better word, but Sarah now coming older, wiser, with a new team, with a new coach, and uh, w with her mind set on, uh, on things she hadn't really been thinking too much about in, in recent seasons. Yep. Uh, no one can really say uh, what, what that will bring, but I'm hugely excited about it. And yep. I, I'm really excited on her behalf so I just hope her body holds up. It's uh, she she's had troubles for the last three seasons. She she broke her rib in 2018. Yeah, I remember that 2018. She continued for for two additional days. She rode a whole marathon with a broken <laughs> rib. Uh, it, it's like every single pull was like she was being stabbed with a knife. Yeah. She still did it for for over three hours. Yeah. So uh, and. Uh, unimaginable toughness that she has displayed yeah. when you just look at the things that, that she has pushed herself through. So now that everything feels right, it feels Good. like every single decision she's made for the, for the last months is logical, is uh, motivated by a goal that she has set, and she's doing things very professionally now. So I'm hugely excited about that. Yeah. Uh, other things, it's I mean, this is basically the the, the top things. Yeah. I look forward to be able to travel again. I look forward to see where where all of this leads. So, let's say travel ban ends tomorrow. Where's the first place you go? Uh, right now, because the open is just around the corner, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. that I mean that. Is, that aside. I mean the, the <laughs> open aside. But like, is is there? So are there any of the competitions on the horizon that you're looking at, or is there just a place that you just want to go and, and just, like, it could be either one. It could be either or. Yeah. Well, 
we have a lot of business. Um, there's a lot of uh, sponsorship duties and the things that have been just put on hold because of this. So yeah. I guess we are traveling quite a bit just to tend to all those things. Sure. And uh, on a personal level, I've been uh, – it, it was maybe hard to adjust to this, but I've been enjoying having dinner with my family every night. Yeah. And I've been enjoying spending more time with my kids and uh, being able to work within uh, my, my my space. Yeah. So uh, – and to to show up at the gym four times a week. It's been uh it's been pretty good. So I, I have very few things to complain about. So wherever I'm going when things open up, it's a place where I need to be then. It's not something I have planned specifically. I don't need the sun. It, it, I'll get plenty of sun <laughs> when <laughs> when the sun decides to that I I need to be there. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, Snorri, thank you so much for for taking the time out of your day to to do this. Um, I've had a I've had a blast just kind of hanging out and, and chatting. Thank you. And uh, you know, hopefully we can you know do it again. Of course, at some time. Um, hopefully, absolutely. I mean, listen. So I said it before. We're all we're all rooting for Sarah to come back. And I know everybody looks at Tia like they look at Matt now. Is like, well, who's going to beat her? But man, hopefully. Uh, you know, you have two two champions in your in your stable there to uh, take. I mean, they have the they have the capacity. Yeah, they have the talent, they have the capacity, and they have the setup around them to do it. Yeah. So, uh, Sarah it, is the only one. Up. Sarah is the only one I've seen push Tia in any of the sanctionals, um, yeah. and, and and truly push her. What a Palooza! Yeah. yeah. What a Palooza uh, last year. Yes. Yeah. And and Rogue. Uh, didn't she she pushed her at rogue the year at before as well yeah she pushed her at rogue but but tia took off on the last day there ah uh, but, but these are things that sarah knows what went wrong yeah sarah knows what where where she could have uh planned things better or strategized a bit more or whatever it is uh there, there's a lot of learning that can be done by not winning yeah and uh i choose to believe that all of those learnings will fall into place this year. Awesome. Well, Snorri, thank you for your time, just you know, cutting it up, chatting with me, and <laughs> I look forward to seeing all your athletes and uh, see how they how they do this year. And like you said, I hope we get back to some live competition and get to see everybody everybody throw down, you know, together on the same floor and be able to look across and actually, you know, play the game. Um, that's that's yeah. what I want to see the most. It was my pleasure, my friend, and uh, anytime. So awesome. <laughs> have a great day. You I too. guess I'll see you around. Absolutely. When 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 all this <laughs> when all this breaks off, I'm I'll, you know at the games. I'll come find you. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Have Look a, forward to it. All right. Have see a good one, man. See ya. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. I hope that you had an amazing time as I did with Mr. Snorri Baron. Manager extraordinaire of some of the most amazing athletes on the planet. I kid you not. The CrossFit Open is coming. It is right around the corner. Actually, as we speak, it's about 10 days away. So get signed up. Go to games.crossfit.com and get signed up. And we are going to do a Wex Appeal team. I'm going to put together a Wex Appeal team. 
and I will be posting about it and letting you know where you can get on that leaderboard. Check it out, and who knows? Maybe we'll get some swag headed your way if you are the top Wex Appeal listener on the team. We'll get it done. We'll get it. We'll throw it. We'll have some fun. Um, as I said, I hope that you had a great time listening to that episode as much as I did. I'm hoping to possibly in the future get him, Snorri back and you know maybe Sarah, BKG, Roman, get them all on the show and uh, have a good time and cut it up with them because I think those those they're just amazing athletes. And even more so, as you heard in the podcast, just amazing people as well. So I wish them the best and hope that they do amazing at the Open this year. Things that we got going on, of course, as you know, DukeCannon.com. Get over there. Buy some Smell Good. Use the promo code BBWEXHARD in honor of me doing the 75 hard. I need extra soap because I'm working out 45 minutes a day, or two times 45 minutes a day, so I need to make sure I smell good because I tend to get a little sweaty doing that. So we get out there, and we get after it, and we get work done, but uh, we want to smell good at the end of the day. So get that DukeCannon.com. BBWEX hard, B-B-W-E-X-H-A-R-D, for 10% off of your order. We got a lot of shows coming. I, 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 I kid you not, I've got, let's see, we've got Jay Nielsen from Forged and Fire coming up next. We have Javier Colon, who is the season one winner of The Voice, one of the inspirations for me to go and audition for the show. Yes. I auditioned for The Voice season number two. Obviously, didn't get very far because I'm doing a podcast now. Um, I also have an interview with a good friend of mine, Mr. James Gearing, the host of Behind the Shield podcast, as well as the author of the book One More Light, which I am currently reading now that I am done with the other one, Undercover Edge by Mr. Derek Lavasser. And uh, I am looking forward to getting into this book and uh, reading all that it has. It was a great interview. We cut it up and had a a, a great chat over quite a bit of time. But uh, looking forward to bringing all those episodes to you very, very soon. And, uh, man, we're going to get this thing rolling this year in 2021. Y'all have a great day. Be safe. Be on the lookout. I'm posting things all the time on Wex Appeal. We're going to start doing a segment called Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery, where I'm going to post something about fitness, about music, and also about buffoonery. It's going to be a good time. See y'all next time. Be safe. Peace. (laughs) 